welcome to another edition of Sounding Board. Uh, without wishing to age the podcast, Happy New Year. It's 2020, finally, uh, after a, what's, the, amount of, the amount of stuff that's happened in 2019. Seems almost like a decade in itself. Uh, yeah, well, in 2019 or the previous three and a half years since the referendum, a lot of stuff's happened, but it feels like everything's just calmed down a little bit. Yeah, 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 no, I feel that I can relax a bit, had a, a bit of bit World of War Three and all Christmas. that, but that's, that's all done and dusted now as well, isn't it? What was that, sorry? World War Three. Oh, of course, yeah, yeah. Anyway, so, enough catastrophizing. Yeah, sorry, sorry. Um, yeah, so I, the only thing I kind of wanted to talk about today was, uh, I mean, both over Christmas I've been watching a lot more TV. Uh, got more time and long evenings and all that kind of stuff. Um, and... I don't know about you, but I, uh, I I watch way more stuff. It's almost exclusively streaming services now. Um, whether it's for um, for films, I mean, I still buy the old DVD and stuff like that. But certainly series, it's all about Amazon Prime and, and Netflix and Now TV and stuff like that. Um, uh, albeit, I kind of got forced to watch some BBC stuff, um, which I'm I'm. I'm I think I've said this another time. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done with it. Uh, the problem being, the kids love watching the the, the kids shows and stuff. So I, I can't I can't cancel my forced TV subscription yet. Um, but been watching some some stuff on Netflix uh, and on the BBC and then watching some films and things. You know, we're we're at risk of turning into the London Calling podcast at the moment. Not just because we're talking about TV. Yeah. But this is where I've mentioned that I haven't been watching as much TV because my wife's a BAFTA judge. And we get all the BAFTA movies <laughs> the same way. So I've just been watching movie after movie. Yes. Uh, so when, when are the BAFTAs? Uh, they're soon. Now, uh, the first round of voting, I think, ended at the end of December. Right. Um, which is a bit earlier than previous years. Okay. Um, okay. Um, and, and we've just had the Golden Globes. We have. Which might might come might come back to in a bit. I don't I don't want to give the the, the standard you know, praise for for Gervais, or but albeit I have watched that seven minute clip of him at least four times now, just because it's so funny. Exceptional. Um, the, the, the the best part is, is the reactions to it. Oh I think. yeah, Ab- absolutely. And there's there's some there's some there's some good gags in there. Some generally good gags. Um, the the whole style of it is is brilliant. But anyway, anyway, that's not what I'm here to talk about. I'm just um, gonna I'm just gonna quickly take these off as well. I was just gonna say, are you keeping them on or not? Uh, no, you, you, Joe my, my Joe Rogan, Rogan head headphones. Well, I, I wanted I wanted something to get the levels right and and some yeah, it's wanted some proper headphones. So I looked up. I thought, what does Joe Rogan use? Yeah, and uh, and I got some of those for Christmas from my wife. So Christmas present, very yeah. good, very good. Um, so the first thing I want to talk about is The Witcher. Ah, okay. Haven't, haven't watched it. I've played the game. I've played the, the, the games or the, the the very first game. I only um, ever knew it as a game, although I never actually played it. Uh, but I knew the style, you know, the world of this. Um, never read any of the books. Didn't realise it was based on uh, some short stories and some books. Yeah, um, published author. Uh, yeah, something or other. Uh, Sapkowski. Uh, and so I've now, in fact, bought on Kindle. The first set of stories, right? And I've just just started reading, it, but only because I really like the series. Now, there's a proper danger there, I think, of because I watched the series first, I might not like the books as much, or I might go, "Hang on a minute, they didn't put that in the series," or vice versa, and all of that. Um, so there's a there's a danger there, and I think there's a danger of reading too much 
for wanting to enjoy the second series if there's a second series uh, as classic what do you read first or what or consume first um, but The Witcher now I have uh, because there's so much TV now there's so much choice and there's so much tat isn't there I mean, there's, there's an awful lot of rubbish I, I have various tests I have various thresholds you've got to got to get past I mean not least of which is obviously just flicking through on Netflix and going, I'm not going to watch that, and oh, that's an awful title, or that's the description you're giving it, really. But I have my kind of, my 10 minute, 15 minute test, I have my half hour test, I have my first episode test, um, of, of just just binning things very, very quickly. 10 minutes, not captivated, don't like it, no, not willing to give it another go, off it goes, that's it. Uh, and there's very few series that I've broken those my own rules with and gone back to albeit that's the thing sometimes I've, I have watched like an episode of something not enjoyed it don't, don't go back to it and then just I'll just play on my mind a bit and then I'll maybe go back and watch an episode but, well, I know you keep trying to get me to watch how, the American House of Cards yes but I, I watched five or six episodes of that and it didn't grab me any five or six episodes. The, 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 the first you know you took that 15 episode. minute but that's a dip yeah, that's a dip the, the first few episodes are good and the next few episodes are a bit bad. And then it really picks up again. And again, you, your problem is you are clouded by the UK version. Which was exceptional. Yes, and of its time, and of the UK. This is a different system. It's now, it's the US political system, and it's Kevin Spacey. And are we, are we, are we, now that he's settled everything, or, or his accusers have mysteriously passed away, are we allowed to talk about Kevin Spacey again? Is he off the hook? I have no idea, but as far as I'm concerned, it's innocent until proven guilty, unless you die in a freak car accident first. But I, I've, I've got, I've got, no, I've got, I've got no idea. Um, I'm, Weinstein's in the in, in court now, isn't he? On his mm. Zimmer frame and all that kind of stuff. But um, but anyway, anyway, um, I watched the Witcher. I I had a little inkling within the first ten or fifteen minutes that I wasn't going to like it. Am I? My woke radar. That's this is what it is now. I'm I'm hypersensitive to it, um, and it's it's that it's that danger of am I am I am I not going to like this because of some stupid diversity quota or something or is it? Yeah. But you've got to recognise this is science fiction. This is fantasy. This is a fantasy world. So you you I think you can apply different rules to to these things. You've got to kind of suspend disbelief a little bit, haven't you, with all these? And we'll come back things. to that theme of suspending disbelief to some of the other stuff I want to talk about later. Um, but there was a, a female character very early on that I thought, hang on a minute, she's got a bigger part than they're letting on here. Is this the main female lead of this series? Because if so, I'm not interested. Because she's awful she's just it, and it's not even not a very good cast she's not a very good actress uh, are we allowed to say actress or are they all actors they're all actors until until the, the Golden Globes or the Oscars and then they, they're quite happy to be called actresses right, okay. to win awards okay um, and, uh, and uh, I remember turning to uh, turning to my wife and saying this she, she is awful she is awful if this is this is what what we have if this is if this is all about and there's a couple of ways of, of, of looking at this if this is all about um, Henry Cavill being this ma- you know, proper masculine, strong male lead, and they're going to make all of the women like this, then I'm not interested. I mean, I, you know, I, that's uh, I don't know. If that's me being woke, or that, but but uh, you know, I want I want to see good female characters. I want to see good all characters. 
it quickly moved on. Even though she was, it turned out she was a central character for the episode, but not for the series. Uh, but it quickly moved on to uh, uh, another character, a girl. She must have only been like 10 or 11 or something, who was exceptionally good at her character. That It was like night and day watching it. You know, moving on to this scene where suddenly this 30-something woman is being outacted by a 10-year-old girl. And you're going, and I, again, I turn it back and I was like, that's acting. That that there, her character. That that's how you portray it. It's just it's just bad acting, or oh, it's probably bad script as well. But it's bad bad acting. Um, so I so I, so I kept going, uh, and then about two thirds of the way through the episode, um, there's a there's a speech that the witch gives, and I'm enjoying it. But then suddenly his like his moral code, like comes out, and it's all because this uh, this mage, uh, this wizard, um, wants to get him to kill the aforementioned female character that, that I've mentioned because in, in his eyes she's a monster and the witcher kills monsters and he says no yeah, this, is a, this is a human monster but she's a monster uh, and he starts going on about the lesser evil and how this is important because this is, this is the lesser evil the, the greater good the greater comrade. good <laughs> the lesser evil um, and uh, and, the, and the witcher he's like, Stoic and stern, all this. And he, he comes. Up, I'm going to. I'm going to. I'm going to read you the quote. And it, I've, I've looked it up. And actually, is it from? Is it from the it's book? A, it's a truncated quote from the book. There's a couple of extra sentences that don't change the meaning at all. They, they, they just. They just shortened it a bit. But he says, "Evil is evil. Lesser, greater, middling makes no difference. If I'm to choose between one evil and another, I'd rather not choose at all." And that's his line. And he stops off. <laughs> And it, it instantly made me thought of you and voting. Well, yeah, so <laughs> I'm going to remember that the next time somebody asks me, why don't you vote in general elections? I can just, I can just quote that. This is the, uh, the, the, the Geralt of Rivia uh, methodology. Um, and so... That's brilliant. Yeah, and so I'm, I've, I've been hooked on it, and we watched it. Uh, we, we totally binge-watched it. We watched the whole series in less than a week, um, you know, a few episodes a night. Uh, and it's and it's fantastic, and a strong female lead does appear, uh, and in fact has a uh, it's a really interesting set of timelines that go through. You you you, you don't realise that you're watching different timelines until about halfway through, and you start going, wait a minute. And, it, and this is one of the clevernesses of it. It it is well written because it doesn't. There are there are obvious cinematic devices that are used to make people know that you're jumping around in time. And they can be subtle, but they are definite. And this doesn't have any of them. There are no clues at all that you might be jumping between timelines. And, and then suddenly you go, how can they be there? That hasn't happened yet, or, or, or whatever. Uh, and, and so it's very clever, and the, the, the main female character, uh, Yennefer, I haven't got the actress's name, uh, she's excellent, she, uh, uh, she, the actress, is brilliant. Uh, uh, well, I don't want to give away any uh, the plot, but she has to play uh, essentially a changing role throughout throughout this because it's set for her. It's set over quite a period of time, and she's a mage, uh, and uh, and she's brilliant. So it's got a great, uh, great two leading roles as they kind of their stories intertwine throughout this, uh, and as the main story picks up, the bad guys are the commies, <laughs> and again it's like. I'm just like watching this going, this is sounding an awful lot like communism. Uh, and and there's, 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 there's someone who kind of goes behind 
enemy lines a bit. Uh, and it's talking about how everything's the same, there's one type of beer and it's rubbish, and the food is awful, uh, but everyone's equal, and all this, all this well, so, stuff. So the, what do you say the author's name? Andre Katz-Sapkowski? Uh, Sapkowski. So Apologies he, if I'm not pronouncing that yeah, right. Yeah, no. Um, so he's, um, he's Polish, I believe. Yeah. Uh, so he probably lived through communism, exactly. which exactly. is why he hates it. Um, yeah, uh, but the, the, the evil, the, the, the baddies in this um, uh, are, are the commies, I've, I've no doubt about it. It, make, it makes a change, because in most, in most TV series these days, the bad guys are the fascists, aren't they? Yes. Not, not that there's anything wrong with having bad guys as fascists, but it would be Course. nice if some of the, the evil that was communism was, you know, was seen to be the bad guys as well. You, know, yeah. it, you have to go back... You know, probably twenty or thirty years to when we were kids. Oh, cold, cold War, end of Cold War. Time. Yeah, but yeah. so movies and TV around the Cold War, you had the, the you know, comedies were the bad guys. But these days, you don't really yeah. see too much of it. Yeah. Um, so Geralt is he's a libertarian, is he in this? He's, he is. Like that, he is, and um, so there's a flashback later for when he's a kid um, before he's made a witcher, which is a um, uh, they're like mutants. Um, but they've been, you know, they've been forced by magic or whatever. Uh, they're not natural. Um, and uh, there's this scene with uh, uh, his mum uh, where she says, um, uh, live and let live. That's the phrase, live and let live. And it like sticks with him. And that's, that, I mean, that, that's libertarianism in a nutshell. Libertarian catchphrase, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, so uh, it's, it's really good. I, I thoroughly recommend it. Uh, and uh, um, I can't wait for the next, can't wait for the next series. Uh, and and to say that it was night, I, I didn't actually watch this first, but I wanted I, I wanted to talk about that because I just I, I just really enjoyed it. I watched his Dark Materials on the BBC. Right, I've heard nothing but bad things about that. Yeah, um, it's just not very good. It's not very good for all sorts of reasons. Um, I've, I've written down some notes here, but um, and I've you know there's the there's the there's the usual criticisms of. And I struggle with this one a bit because, again, it's 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 a fantasy world, um, and I haven't read the books, so I'm not I mean, I'm not analysing this based on uh, the difference between the book and there was a film, The Northern Lights, whatever, which didn't do very well. But there's uh, there's a lot of um, there's a lot of black actors playing parts in this, and I've seen criticism of that. As someone who hasn't read the books, none of that particularly feels out of out of kilter. Um, there's there's this. There's this group, I'm going to call them a group at this point, called the Egyptians, not Egyptians. This okay. is, it's spelt literally everything but the E, it's Egyptians. And they're, and they're in their books and everything, um, and, and they live on the water, they're like on their um, longboats and, and stuff, uh, you know, riverboats. Um, and my understanding is that they're a bit like, they're, they're, they're the gypsies of the water, they're like Romanies. And so they are kind of like, a, they are a race, they are, they are, a, they are a homogenous group. In this, in the BBC series, they are a proper ragtag bunch of everyone's. I mean, they they tick they tick as many boxes as they possibly can. Uh, they've got they got people of different races, different. Um, uh, they got they got uh, disabled characters. They've got they've got they've got all sorts, old and young, um, and it makes it look like it's a group that you can just kind of leave and join willy-nilly. In fact, there's like mixed race families and stuff that make no sense and stuff as well. It's, it's, it's all a bit weird. And so... It just seemed a bit artificial. It seemed a bit artificial. It seemed a bit odd. And again, I, it, it, in this particular retelling, yeah. kind of kind of get away with it. But 
um, the the acting is awful. The the and, and actually they they've got uh, this uh, I don't know the actor's name. It's black black actor playing the leader of the Egyptians. Uh, and then there's a there's a there's another guy who plays another character who's a guy you'd recognise, been in there, old guy, big beard, been in everything. Uh, and he's far better actor, but he's playing this lesser part in this uh, than than the other guy is. So it's just some bad choices of of actor, I think. Um, uh, James McAvoy is is the kind of you know the headline grabbing lead role, but he's only in like the first and last episode. Uh, by the time you get round to the last episode, because I was made to watch all of this, and it was that kind of, you know, you get half of this, I might as well watch all of this now. Um, uh, yeah, my wife wanted to watch it, because she wanted to know whether it was going to get any better, which it didn't. <laughs> and she acknowledged that. Um, as soon as McAvoy came back on the screen again in the last episode, it's like, this is what acting is. This is, this is suddenly you, you, a scene with him in, and you go, oh, I'm paying attention now. I didn't notice, you know, I didn't notice that I'm enjoying his scenes now compared to these other ones. But it's just so BBC. I'm, I'm turning BBC into this phrase, into this term now. Um, it's it's like it's like an episode of, of Doctor Who. It's just it's just poor. The uh, so um, Ruth Wilson plays the the lead female character, Mrs. Coulter, who is evil. Uh, and uh, and it's it's I don't know if you know the story. It's this it's this girl's mother, but she's evil. Uh, and they they can't they just can't help themselves to point out that she's evil. And I don't mean in her actions, no, 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 no. I mean in the cinematography, in the direction. It's, it's only, it's only about reminding you every bloody scene she's in that she's evil. You know, camera swooping down over her shoulder, silhouette in, in, in black, her basically going to the camera, with a big evil grin. It's, it's a proper, a proper lazy person's way of, of telling the story, and you it's just you don't I don't too impressed. I'm not not at all, not at all. Uh, other things they had. Um, this is going to sound this is going to sound absurd. The the, the polar bear voices. <laughs> I mean, it's got it's got polar bears in. It's got bears, uh, and I mean everyone everyone in this world has got their own. Um, uh, there's there's they're like spirits. Their soul is in an animal. And they can talk to them and all this kind of stuff, and so everyone's got like a different animal character around with them when they occasionally play part. Maybe, um, but the the polar bears are a, are a separate thing, and they don't have their own extra one, and they don't have a human. Um, but a polar bear, like, I'm not being funny, but I wouldn't pick you or I to voice a polar bear. No, okay, Brian, Brian blessed. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Um, and the main, the main bear character you're just hearing this thing on the screen and the animation's amazing but you just, just you're just not believing it you know yeah, you have Brian Blessed or James L. Jones or Vin Diesel or you know you, you big yeah or voices, who's the you? guy uh, who's the guy who plays the uh, the one in the one in Thor with the big the big sword who uh, um, controls the Bifrost uh, yeah, yeah, yeah what's his name um, he's in everything now um, but um, or yeah. Thor <laughs> yeah exactly, exactly, exactly. <laughs> but anyway some, it's about the voice it's about the voice um, and so yeah, it was it was slow, it was a bit boring, and as soon as I turned on The Witcher, it's just like again n- night and day in the in the quality of this. And this was a big budget BBC thing, um, but it was it wasn't very good, uh, and it wasn't very good for all sorts of all, all sorts of reasons. Um, and then the last thing I want to talk about is a film, uh, and it's a film uh, Mary Queen of Scots. Okay. Okay. Now I love this period of history. Um, I think it's fascinating. Uh, but I've not seen this film. Uh, this is uh, S- 
Saoirse Ronan, is it? Saoirse Ronan? And sure. uh, Margot Robbie. Um, uh, uh, yeah, good, good actresses. I, I've got... I've got no issue with any of the acting in this. This this was, yeah, was good say, people. I don't know the first one. Margot Robbie. She's excellent. In, uh, so she was the only good thing in that awful uh, superhero film where she played Harley Quinn. Uh, Suicide Squad. Oh, I've not seen that. Diabolical. She's great in it. Right. The rest of the film is, is, is diabolical. She is, she is, uh, um, she's in, incredibly pretty and she takes on often you know kind of ugly characters she takes on characters where she's deliberately not i mean she plays the beautiful ones as well but she's not afraid and yeah she plays elizabeth in this but she's great in, with the in, pox and everything and she, she 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 goes to town she's great in once upon a time in hollywood uh, which is another oh, i've not seen another, that another bad film another <laughs> epic yeah uh, yeah but she's, she's great in that if that's, yeah. that's a really good film um but yeah yeah so they're but very yeah just very very good actor aside from you know her looks it, 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 exactly um, and um, and this is but this is this is about more Mary Cooper Scotts played by Saoirse uh, I love that name by the way Saoirse great great name can't spell it for the life of me reminds but. me of Willow Willow yes yeah that's the first time I ever heard that name yeah. um, with the yeah the kind of she's bad guy but then she's not really she just turns or something in, in that yeah um, but good acting good 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 cast choices all of that kind of stuff it's a bit slow. It's a bit boring. It's got it's got Guy Pearce in it. It's got um, it's got um, David Tennant in it. It's got it's got some it's got some people in it. Um, but the the thing that stood out for Guy me, Pierce is a great he's, actor. He's as an well. Excellent actor. I, I, I've always liked him ever I like, since. I like the Neighbours. Yeah, when <laughs> he was playing Mike. Yeah, Miami. that's that's thirty odd years ago. But this is where I'm going to go all woke police on them now. Okay, because. Uh, I, I didn't make a note of her name. Uh, Elizabeth's lady in waiting, her main like head lady in waiting, um, is Gemma Chan, and she is you know, and and she's from the far east. She's I mean she's she's you know, Gemma Chan, born in the UK, but this is a this is an Asian character, five hundred years ago in in the court of Elizabeth, and. I've done a bit of research. I can find absolutely no evidence. I mean, this person absolutely wasn't. This is, this is a person you will find in the historical record. She wasn't. But this isn't like, oh, well, these, you know, obviously these people existed, but this is, this was, a, this was far away. This is not, not something that, not, not, not people you'd have in the UK. Um, but the other one is, um, oh, I've not made note of the actor's name, I'm afraid, uh, but a, a black actor playing Elizabeth's ambassador to Scotland and he wasn't black and he also wasn't I mean this is this this is the thing that there there have been there's plenty of evidence of um, of black people being in the UK albeit uh, yeah they're in tapestries and things there's there's the odd reference to to black noblemen even okay so I'm not saying this wasn't wasn't something that was that was possible in that sense and I'm not just saying here that they should all be erased from it. And they, yeah, there's a couple of black characters in the background and whatever. That's where it should have stuck to. The hint of nobleman. This guy was like third generation Brit in this. Because, you know, he is. Uh, yeah, the, the actual actor is. And it's like, but that's... It wouldn't have happened. It wouldn't have happened like this. Um, it, it, and it didn't. This character wasn't that. Um... And I, I feel it, it means that you can't suspend disbelief to get the story. I mean, there's other stuff. I mean, 
there's there's stuff well, you're not in really here. supposed to suspend disbelief in historical and this is where know, and I, TV shows. I I get that you can have interpretation I get that you can have there is a license to tell the story um, albeit um, uh, the her so Mary Queen of Scots' second husband uh, Darnley is it I think no. uh, let me get the name um, yes Darnley um, Darnley and her um, principal private secretary um, are, are are gay in this when there's absolutely no evidence of it at all um, and, and I, I can I kind of get the whole you know just you know, d- d- take the story in a slightly different direction stuff but don't feel it particularly needed it and um, and uh, 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 Rizzio, I think it's the, was the, 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 the this Italian character who was the, the um, private secretary. Um, he was he was made into this um, this effeminate, handsome, effeminate character that basically wanted to be a lady in waiting, and so she kind of made him a lady in waiting. And so you've got this just this weird thing going on, um, which makes it which made it a bit larger than life. And and I suppose again, again I, I, I get artistic license and stuff, but it's period drama, isn't it? It's period. It's a period film. Don't you yeah. want it to be historically accurate? I, I guess so. I, I guess what I what I don't like is when they take <coughs> actual characters and change them. Yes. So if they were writing, if somebody wanted to write a period drama, but have yeah. their own characters that were just completely created and it was complete fiction, do, I wouldn't, do I wouldn't what you like. Necessarily have a problem with that. It's when they take historical characters and, and so. The, the, the example that springs to mind of this is in, you know the film Titanic? Yes. So uh, the characters in that were based on people on the Titanic. Yes. So the bad guy in that was based on a guy who was on the Titanic. And it just made him into an evil character. Right. Which didn't really please that guy's relatives and, 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 well, and family. I, well, I bet. Uh, you yeah. know, they just, they just took, took someone who they knew was on there and then just made him evil. Um, yeah, it says that kind of thing. I don't really, I don't really agree with. So this guy, I've just, I've just been looking up. David Rizzio is is this Italian character, um, and I, I'm. This has got nothing to do with with being gay or anything thing in here, albeit that you know, there is no no evidence I can see from my basic research that that he was or that Darnley was. Um, but I, I, it's the fact that contemporary accounts describe him as ugly, short, and hunchbacked. That doesn't fit with this this kind of gorgeous hunk of a man who's also effeminate and wants to be a lady in waiting. It's like it, it didn't fit. And I kind of I don't get why that's what you do. They also, Mary and Elizabeth, meet in the film. They never met. And so I suppose my point is for that is when you when you want to do a different take on it, I think you've got to do it, you've got to kind of do it a bit all guns blazing. Have you seen Inglorious Bastards? That was the example I was going to give because they killed Hitler in that. Yeah, and well, I remember coming to that scene and thinking, "How are they going to get out of this one now?" Doesn't matter. Let's just let's just cut him down. <laughs> and and then and then, but it's only at that moment that you go, "I get it now. I get the whole film now. It doesn't matter." Without wishing to give the game away, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, right, is like that. As well, really. So you, you, you remember thinking is that Tarantino? It is, yeah. Uh, thinking, okay. Right. Where is this going? What's going on here? What's the you know how they're going to? Yeah. Because you kind of you have an idea of what it's going to be about because yeah. of the characters that are in it, and you know 
what happens to the characters in real life. So you're thinking, how are they going to deal with this? Yeah. And Tarantino just does his normal thing as I'm going to do whatever the hell I like with yeah. this. Yeah. Um, now you see, I, I you know I, I had my little bit of a rant uh, with, uh, with with my wife about this. You know, using changing the characters and having a having a black actor play the character and everything. And um, and we got to talk about stage plays and things and how how actually it matters less in a stage play, but because you're there, you can see it's fake. You can see the edge of the set. It doesn't. It, none of it matters as much when you're playing these characters because you are going into this deliberately constructed world. When you're watching something on the TV that's cost millions of dollars to create and they've got every little nuance right about the sound and the look and the whatever, you don't have that. It, it, there's a realism that's built into it that, that means you shouldn't have to suspend your disbelief in whether or not the character was black or not. You know, and, it, and, that's, and that's the thing that I, uh, that I kind of, I, I kind of I don't, I don't get. To me, to me, that's sci-fi. That's the, and, and, and so then, you know, The Witch has got black characters and stuff in it. And there's, and they, but they, and then you, you can explain it away in, in other ways because it's a, it's a fantasy land. But do they make a thing about about it though? That's, no, that, that's often the point. Isn't no, it? they, they don't. They just have any actor because they're a good actor and they fit the role. And yeah, they make a thing about it. Then, but I, right, I tell you what. Get, what gets this right? Game of Thrones. You've not watched. No, I don't think the Game no. of Thrones. Uh, but this, I mean, it's very similar to The Witcher in that regard. This is a kind of slightly medieval fantasy land with some magic in, and it's a different. We're well, literally a different world, different continents and lands and people and places. And, and they don't just pepper pot all the characters with black actors. When someone's from a particular land, you, you, the, the, the people are as ethnically diverse, basically, as, as, as that is. And, and so you just don't question it. It just, it just, it just works. So, so you, can, you can do it. You, 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 don't, you don't have to be forced down, down this road. But my, my, my biggest problem with taking a, a period drama, a period film like that, which should be of the period, uh, of the historical period, and, and, and certainly with doing it to, uh, to ethnic groups, uh, Asians, black people, whatever, is that it, you, you do have to suspend your disbelief and you, and you have to kind of apply modern day rules to it. Well, I think that's what they're doing, isn't it? They're trying to get, so if, if for example, there are a certain percentage of a certain ethnicity it, exactly, exactly. today, but there weren't a thousand years ago. They want today's and I, percentage and I, and back I, and then. I disagree with that entirely. But I think it, 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 air, importantly, it airbrushes the genuine struggle that these groups of people had to get the status they have today. It's like it never happened. It never happened in the Elizabethan time. This this, this guy was black, and no one batted an eyelid. And it's like that that didn't happen, and. These groups of people had to struggle and fight for the equality they have today, and to pretend it didn't happen, I think that's the most offensive bit of it. The, um, the so the people who you know, your people on Twitter and Tumblr and Facebook and stuff, who, yeah. who you know, you, who love all this stuff and, and campaign for it, they don't always like what they you know. They, they need to be careful what they wish for, because it's been happening a bit more in computer games as well. Right, so, um, particularly historical computer games. I can't remember exactly which one it was, but there was there was like a, a bit of a campaign uh, because there was 
there, there, there were complaints about, I think it might have been one of the Call of Duties that was set in, I think, World War Two, and they were complaining about the diversity in the characters. Right. And it's like, well, hang on a second. It was World War Two. This was World, or it might have even been World War One. Yeah. Um, it's like, well, hang on, you know, you, you're going to see the majority of these soldiers are going to be young white men um, because they're British soldiers, and that's that's just the that's way it was. They were. And then in another game, they uh, they made it so that particularly on the online game, you could be in it anyone you wanted. Um, so you could just kind of create yourself a character, and you could go in, in the trenches and, and, and fight or whatever. And they started complaining about that because this guy was. He, he was. I read an article about this guy who was writing about his bad experience because he had to go online. And he had to shoot black women in the face, and he didn't like it. And, and <laughs> what do you want? Yeah. <laughs> Maybe just don't, don't play the game. Don't play yeah. the game. Just go away and, and, and sit in the corner and do, do something else. Um, but yeah, they were complaining that oh, this is this is wrong. It just feels wrong. Feels wrong shooting black women. So, but you wanted so that. I, I think I want to I want to bring that full circle to uh, to Ricky Gervais and his his joke about diversity. Do you remember? Do you remember that one on the Golden Globes? I don't remember in, the intro. diversity. I've, so I've only seen it. I've only seen that seven minute clip once. I mean, it's exceptional. Okay. So he says. So he says. I'm paraphrasing. And the thing about his script is that obviously he honed it. He honed it so that there's no extraneous words. There's no nothing. It just says the gag and gets on with it, and he delivers it to perfection. Um, this is a was going to do an in memoriam section, but I looked at it and there's just too many white guys. <laughs> And I can I can do it. Not I couldn't bring watch. it. Not, yeah. like, not on my watch. And then he goes, "This is this is the clever bit. This is the clever bit. Maybe next year we can hope, can't we?" And like that that to me was probably the cleverest gag in the entire in the entire monologue. Is that basically you want me to hope that more black, Asian, and and, and female people die in order. That the balance is struck with the immemorial next year, and that that's that's funny. That's that's very very, very funny. clever, very very clever. Um, but that's yeah, that's my 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 woke radar experiences. So of at least at least, at least there was one libertarian. It's, a, it's so rare you don't get libertarian characters. The Witcher is brilliant because so of that. The only the only ones I can really think of are actually Marvel characters. So Captain America. He's probably the only example, particularly in the Winter Soldier. He's amazing. Yeah, you know, where, where there, there's, there's very much scene. against all the government surveillance yeah, and all, all that. Yeah, all surveillance, and he just wants to tear it down. And you know, he said, "Well, we just would become as, as bad as they are." Yes. Um, so that's that's a really yeah. I watched that again actually very recently, only because of that. There's um there's another. So in uh, Iron Man two, and and there's a bit in Iron Man two where I think they're trying to make him out to be bad. Um, because Which I think you're talking about now then so there's a bit where he kind of comes on stage and he's kind of giving his speech he's got this big kind of conference and this event yeah. and I think they're trying to make him look bad to make you kind of feel a bit sorry for Mickey Rourke's character and right. to kind of empathise with him yeah. because obviously he's after him and they're trying to make Iron Man look bad and he gives a speech about privatising world peace oh and, yes and I remember thinking that's fantastic. <laughs> He's gone up in my. I think they're just trying to make him into like a, an evil privateer, you know, yeah. an evil greedy capitalist. But or is actually that's thinking, what? Fantastic. Of course, of course, you want to privatise all <laughs> these. You know, that's the best. I don't, I don't want. Yeah, I don't want the governments in charge of these weapons. I want. You know. Um, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Things. Um, absolutely. Yeah. So the, the, there's that, and the, yeah, obviously the, the, the Captain America. Yeah. Um, um, I've heard that uh, the Mandalorian, which is the latest Star Wars spin-off 
TV show. Um, in fact, that's, yeah, well, since some old cartoons, this is the only Star Wars spin off TV show. Um, uh, and that's coming to Disney Plus. It's out in America, so there's been all these Baby Yoda memes. and Baby Yoda is exceptional. I, I, I can't wait for it because of that. They've done incredibly well to come up with a character like that that everyone's just instantly fallen in love with um, and, and memed to death. Uh, but I, I hear, I hear rumours that, that Mandalorian is a libertarian as well. Right. Uh, so there's a reason for, uh, for getting Disney Plus in March when it, when it comes out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's no. just to watch just to watch that series. Well, I remember thinking, what else are they going to do? Are they going to go back and, and have like a baby Jabba the Hutt? Yeah. <laughs> little slug. <laughs> a little slug thing. That would be hilarious. They should totally do that now. Yeah. But it's, it's similar to, uh, it's like, um, uh, well, it's going to be Baby Groot. Um, oh, the Guardians and, uh, of the Galaxy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So that, that, you know, getting a character and then kind of, you know, going back and making them as young kids is, is a yeah. good idea. Yeah. Baby Yoda is such a cute little thing. <laughs> Fiddling with the switch. Oh, uh, that, that scene. If anyone hasn't seen this thing yet, it's, uh, I, I love the different bits of music that have been put to it. I mean, the original scene doesn't have any music no, in it. No, I've seen the original scene, but Toto Africa is my favourite. <sighs> yeah, yeah. And it's like, um, the Mandalorian wants to listen to like, hip-hop or something, and then, you know, <laughs> Baby Yoda just keeps going. But it's that moment, it's that moment he kind of goes. <laughs> brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. Yeah. Uh, no, I'm looking forward to that. Um, and uh, that really ends my, my film and TV review version of Sounding Board, which uh, is... It, it's, it was the woke angle stuff that I wanted to talk about. Um, uh, it wasn't just about what, what's good and what's not, but having a libertarian character in something is rare. Yeah, so having communism is bad. And I just want to pick up on some of these points because I think that it, it, doesn't, it doesn't do anyone, a, it, it does people a disservice to rewrite history. And that's what I don't like. Well, I'm, I'm, I, I didn't know you were going to talk about this. I, mean, I, I, didn't, I knew you wanted to talk about TV. Yeah. I didn't know what TV yeah. shows you wanted to talk about. So I was kind of... I had an idea that you were just going to rant at me for, for 30 minutes or so, but I'm, I'm glad that you found this TV show that has characters that you can like and a script yeah. that you can like. Because yeah. that, that's rare, you know, to try... I, I, can't think of, I can't think of any really true libertarian characters. I mean, so even characters like in... One of my favourite films, V for Vendetta. Yeah. You know, V in that, he's, he's not a good character. No. You know, he kidnaps and he's, you know, he's... he's, I, he's it's fat. one of the reasons I'm, he's, I'm not he's as... He's anti-hero. I mean, he's, he's... I love the film still. Yeah. Um, but he's not... I know I, know I wear the mask sometimes, but, he, <laughs> you know, he's, 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 not a, he's, not, he's not a particularly good guy. Yeah. Um, he's another kind of ends justifies the means. That's why um, I don't like it as much as you. Because of, of his character. If his character was, was pure... <laughs> Then maybe I maybe I would a bit more. But it, it's it's really difficult to think of another. I mean, so in the in the Star Wars films, I did like Han Solo because he was a he was a smuggler. Yeah, and you know he was just kind of getting around. He was a rebel. He was getting around authority. Yeah, and I remember, I remember kind of being explained when I was a kid that like kind of you know smuggling was bad. And I'm thinking, what do you mean it's bad? <laughs> Han well, Solo can't be bad. <laughs> no, but just, just the whole thing of like you know, well, they're, they're kind of they're sneaking stuff in and they're not paying taxes. I'm like, that's good, surely. Um, so I remember liking Han Solo because he was a bit of a, a bit of a libertarianish rogue. rogue, lovable rogue. Um, yeah. 
But there aren't, there aren't many libertarian characters I can I can think of. No, we've we've named a very small handful. At all, yeah. Um, you know, even the ones like Captain America, he still he still works for the state effectively, and you know he's not. Yeah. His story arc allows him to break out of that to a degree. Yeah, but, yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, he, he he yeah he doesn't he doesn't like to take people out unnecessarily. No, no, no. <laughs> not like not like you pushed in every other type of show. I mean, going back to the quote. Of, from 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 Geralt in in The Witcher, um, the the concept of the of, of the lesser of two evils, of the greater good, um, is pushed everywhere. It's pushed absolutely everywhere in every TV show, in every walk of life. Um, you you're, you're constantly told you have to choose between uh, the, the lesser of two evils. Well, it's it's not that you have to. It's you're encouraged to you're encouraged yes. to always think of the greater good, which is just an excuse to do another bad thing. Yeah, and. Of course, the just wor- always pick the least, the least worst. But the, the worst thing about it is that the greater the perceived good is going to be, the greater the evil you are allowed to do in pursuit of this good. Yeah. So the the, the greater the potential good, and of course none of that ever happens. Uh, the worse you can be. Yeah, perceived potential good is the important. It's it's point it's, it's 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 not the great. It's the greater good intention, isn't it? It's because nobody knows what the the yes. outcome of these things are. So well. I think this good thing may happen, therefore that excuses me from doing this evil thing that I know is going to be evil. Um, That's a really important awful. point, actually, and I think I think that saying saying for the greater good intention, that's what it is. You're absolutely right. Well, this, so this is this is, uh, and we're kind of going back to classic sounding board now. We're yeah, kind of going back into sort of into politics and that kind of thing. But and I notice this with with the left in particular, is that they always want to be judged on their intentions. Never, and, and I don't, you know, I don't particularly like right-wingers either, um, but at least they tend to be more inclined to look at outcomes. Yes. And look at, you know, historical and empirical evidence and to see, okay, what actually, what actually works. Oh, they're much more evidence-based. Whereas yeah. the left are just, I think this will be a good idea, therefore, therefore we should do it. It doesn't, doesn't matter if it's been tried 20 times in the past and it's always failed yeah. no no we must persist with this because yeah. we, we, you know, we mean well it doesn't matter how many people are put in abject poverty or starve or, die. or whatever yeah. or thrown in the gulag you know we need to we need to persist with this yeah. and that's the left all over yeah. it's, all, it's all about they, they always want to be judged on their intentions real socialism has never been tried mm. we want to do this mm. because we're doing this for the poor we're doing this for the, for the the sick or the elderly or the workers or the unemployed. Okay, so what's actually going to happen if you if you do this? Look at somewhere else in the world that has implemented this policy, and what's happened to the people you specifically are looking to target? They're not interested. It's just all about intentions. I think we spoke about this in another edition um, where I talked Don't about. Don't tell the listener. They obviously need to go back and re-listen to. It. Every other, every other one of this. Um, I think I spoke about Cold War film and books and TV and stuff, and then said that what we've got now. Uh, this might have been when we talked about the, the the fall of Berlin Wall, the the anniversary, and then said that what we've had since two thousand two thousand and one is an, uh, a, a terrorism uh, narrative, um, and so everything's been focused on defeating the terrorists. I'm not sure we made the point. And I'm going to make it now, which is that the the defeating the terrorist stuff 
has a very much greater good, least worst thing to it, doesn't it? We just need to take these guys out in order to try and prevent these other deaths or whatever. But it's my license to do bad things, to surveil and to, and to curb freedoms of everyone in order to try and catch the bad guys. Yeah, not mentioning blowing up an area that you know innocent civilians are going to be in, but you need to take out the terrorist. Yes. That kind of thing. And that was normalised uh, in the last 20 years, wasn't it? And that, I think, has played a part... Uh, whether it was conscious or not in the minds of the people and, making and this also, stuff. And also, you know... In this rise of communist thinking. Yeah, and, and holding people without charge, torturing them to get evidence out. Yes. That's, that's oh, the, the Jack Bauer style of gaining evidence. Mm. Evidence. And it's like, oh, I know I cut his head off, but come on, we stopped the bomb. <laughs> that's, I mean, that's what it is, isn't it? That's what we watched on TV compared to the Soviets with the bad guys. And the Soviets with the bad guys because communism was bad. And... It wasn't really anything ever more complicated than that, was it? In in those films and TV series and books. No, not really. Uh, no. Well, if anything, in the book, you know, really Tom Clancy, and he very much described why communism was bad, uh, and and characters from from Russia and Lithuania and whatever would describe the reasons and their and their backstory about it being bad and the gulag and all that kind of stuff. Um, yeah, you, know, you you only have to read, um, uh, you know. Um, uh, John McCurry and some of his you yes. know, novels as well. Um, Absolutely. You know, uh, yeah, no, definitely. Um, yeah, so uh, that's all I've got. Okay. Should we, uh, should we end it there? I think we should. Thank you for watching and listening to uh, another edition of Sounding Board. You can, uh, you can go to the web, soundingboard.com, and everything is there. Uh, you can go to YouTube, search for Sounding Board on YouTube. Uh, Please subscribe, share, rate, review iTunes, Google Podbean, Play, is it? Google Google Podcasts. Google Podcasts, Podbean, Player FM, Stitcher, and Spotify. Spotify, now. we're on now. We're now on Spotify. So, yeah, find us in all these places. Um, and uh, if you like us, share us, tweet about us, all this kind of stuff. See you again next time. <laughs>